0: Hello and welcome to We Are Listening the podcast all about Fraser. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 8, The Last Time I Saw Maris, in which Maris vanishes to New York on a shopping spree, leaving Nas worried, whilst Frasier questions their marriage. So, Key, in this episode, the caller to KCL has lost a pinky ring. Yeah. I want to know, where do you stand on male jewellery of any description or kind? Um, I've got nothing against male jewellery generally, yeah. but I'm not going to be seen dead in a pinky ring. I'll tell that much. <laughs> not what about other kinds ring. of rings? You know, not necessarily like a wedding band, but like... You know, sometimes you see middle finger rings. Or... Um, I know my brother used to have, I don't know if he still wears it because with lockdown, it's been a long time since I've seen him, but <laughs> um he used to wear like a signet ring. Oh okay, yeah, they're um, quite they're quite I don't want to say they're back a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I think either my nan or my grand or possibly my nan and my granddad got it for him for like his eighteenth birthday or something like that. That makes sense. Um, and he used to wear a sign ring. I don't know if he wears it anymore. So they yeah. they kind of do, do. They get a pass from you, or are you still a little bit dubious. I, I think if it's uh, look, if it's like if it was just like a silver ring, then just a you know a band something like that. Then yeah, it's all right. I'm not, but. One, I don't think you can wear more than one ring at a time. Mm, that's on, a good check. And that's both hands. I don't think you can do one on each hand. You've mm. got one ring, you have to pick that ring, okay? Um, and definitely not a pinky ring. But that said, I'm a bit of a sucker for the 80s and the big... The chest hair and the gold medallion I, <laughs> I can see that a pinky no more needs a ring than a chest needs <laughs> a gold medallion um yeah i mean like i always think you're yeah, on about rings on different hands like i obviously i have a watch that i wear on, on my left wrist and then i recently bought a sports watch that i wanted to wear obviously i wear it when i go running and sometimes i'll just alternate but i also because it keeps track of all your physiological data and stuff it kind of makes sense to have it on all the time so i was like am i really going to dual wield watches and have one on the other arm and i, like, I didn't do it in the end but you know, it's kind of you know the kind of the same thing going on here. But uh, I mean, do you have a watch that you regularly wear? That's kind of male jewelry. So uh, yeah, I, I had a watch mm-hmm. which I wore regularly, but the battery died in it a year ago, and I've not been able to get a battery. To, to oh anything. my god! So I've, I've been I've been watchless for last year, mm. so I have to use my phone now to tell the time when I'm out. But um, do you feel a bit naked without it? Because once I, you're used to yeah, wearing one, it's a strange yeah. feeling, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and also, you look like a right idiot because when anyone asks the time, you look at your wrist and you're like, I'm just looking at. It's ten past freckles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, so when everyone else is really excited about shops opening and bars opening, I'm, I'm excited for. So, so I can go get a watch battery that's, that's the thing I'm excited about <laughs> is it like a sentimental watch or is it just like a, a, you could literally have just bought a replacement in this time <laughs> I, mean, um, I probably could have bought a replacement <laughs> it, it was a present but it wasn't like oh okay it's, it's got some, some sentiment there a little bit but also at the same time it wasn't like a big present or anything it was just like someone yeah you know, I'll get your watch and, mm. and so it's not a I've big got one of those little gold Casios you know the classic ones in the 80s or the 90s oh, they're, yeah, and they're, they're like 11 pound or something Thing, um, yeah, I've got yeah, like really the cool. uh, you know like the proper like, old fashioned black ones. That yeah, you can get. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a couple of those that like were my dad's, and I just keep them because I love oh, a good Casio. Love that, I love that. Um that's so really cool. Who who doesn't honestly? Casio's is the greatest watchmaker in the world. Um, They're so robust. Pounds, they are, and they still work. I mean, this watch is going to be a couple of decades old. It's still honestly, going. Like, there's something that's like just you know cheaply made. You know, somewhere far away. You feel like you can just take a hammer to those things, and they just they'd be they'd come out fine. Honestly, at the end of the universe, it's going to be just one a, a mountain of Casio. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to build your bunker out of there, and that's what Prepper should be doing. Um, shall we tuck ourselves into Trivia Corner this week? Yeah, Let's do it, mate. Excellent. So we've been sent in the usual from Hamish and Corey, and... Uh, quite a few extra bonus ones this week actually from hamish in particular he's got four from his uh, his little trivia group here's some corey's so i think what we might do is if you want to read those ones to me for a change to save you having to battle through 10 questions like you're being grilled by the fbi so i will begin with hamish's for you okay you're ready let's do it yeah okay question numero uno yeah I should say, I've not I've not seen the question. I've, I've gone straight down to where it says Hot House Orchids and gone from there. So I haven't seen anything about You're an that. honest man, Kiwi. We'd never suggest it otherwise. <laughs> Why does Frasier lose all credibility at Maris' house? Oh, um, he goes on his little speech. Yes. And he's like, you've got to say, you know, I'm not going to take this anymore, Lilith. Or <laughs> you can't treat me like this anymore, Lilith. And he has the brilliant line of, well, I've lost all credibility. Dad, dad, do you want to go? <laughs> it's such a good line, that is. Like when I first saw the question, I was like, that's quite tough because it's obviously a bit of an open-ended question but then i realise he actually does use the phrase lose all credibility so it's i think it's it's my second favorite line in this episode is well i've lost all credibility it's so good the short period where i was working as a teaching assistant and had to look after a class of kids (laughs) i made a joke they all started laughing well i've lost all credibility (laughs) and they just stared at me (laughs) um (laughs) question two from hamish here what song is the name of the episode based on, and what movie was it in in 1954? Okay, I'm going to say it's by the Weavers. Because it's not was. by. How have you remembered that? No, the it's. Weavers. Ma- it's not by the Weavers. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, okay, so the episode title was it. The last was it. La- it is. Is the last time I. You, did you see marriage The last time I saw Mary yeah, I've just realised, Key. When I was talking to you earlier about prepping before we went on air, I yeah. gave away the answer to this. Paris. The last time I saw Paris, there you <laughs> go. Because I, I, for listeners' sake, I couldn't remember if Maris went to Paris or New York. Um, I, I think it's New York. Yeah, I said, think it's New York. I'm we'll sure. find out when we do the review, and anyway. we will find out. Um, so do you remember the film it was from? Okay, from a 1941 oh. film. I'm assuming you may have heard of this because you're a bit of a connoisseur of classic it's, Hollywood. It's not the the last time I saw Paris. That's not the name of the film. It's not. It's got nothing <laughs> to do with the title. Is it? And I think I'm probably about twenty odd years out. Is it an American in Paris? Or... It's not a great guess though. It's Lady Be Good. Are you familiar with that film? I am oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm, not. I'm, I'm familiar with Johnny Be Good. I was just about to say that. Dude, <laughs> Louisiana. <laughs> Honestly, when when theaters reopen, I've got tickets to see Back to the Future the musical. You're joking. I'm very excited. <laughs> Steve is going to flip out hearing that. He's going to flip oh, out. I wonder if on, he knows about that musical. I'm sure on, it opens now. in London. I was meant, I meant to go. I was meant to go see it in start of august which i thought would be safe mm. and i got an email last week saying they pushed it back by three months so i've seen it start of october i think man but it's like mother cons i'm hoping to get to is also around there uh, in manchester it's just yeah please don't get pushed back anymore um key okay. how many children this is the final question from from uh cam winston this week how many children does rosniak have Oh, I didn't even realise she had kids. Or oh, oh, Rosalinda, that should be from the planet Rosniak, I from think. From planet Rosniak. Yeah. Um, I don't know the answer. I don't remember them talking about the kids. Um, she she briefly mentions it in a parting joke as Frasier leaves the booth. There's a joke for you. And you can kind of deduce how many from okay. um, her characterization. <laughs> so I'm guessing, if you're saying I can deduce how many, I'm thinking that must mean that she's four-breasted. Mm-hmm how one many children for could each you kid could for the breast breast wean <laughs> um so four, four kids quadruplets specifically wow. um but yes absolutely right for for uh four little rosalindas running around there <laughs> suckling the teat okay do you want me to, do you want to ask these ones for me okay these uh yes yeah, so i'm doing hot house orchids uh niles crane and run for your life yeah do it okay so question number one from hot house orchid it on though how much time is left in Fraser's radio show when he needs to leave abruptly upon learning that Maris is missing? Oh, I wonder if this is like, kind of, is this mentioned or is it just like looking at the clock in the booth or something? Um, or, hmm, I don't know why. I, I've just got 10 minutes in my head. I, 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 this, oh, it's a tough one. Um, The answer is we never find out. Um, Roz just tells Frazier not to worry about it and that she can handle it. Oh, a trick question from <laughs> what I was talking there. Get out of there. Get out of there. Um, question number two. Done. Oh, man, you've had all the difficult ones. Don't oh, okay. Man. I respect them. I respect them. Challenging <laughs> Niles, us Niles Crane's question mm-hmm. How many candles were in the second scene of the episode? So the second scene of the episode is them arriving at the mansion. Yeah, I think so, isn't it? Because first scene's at KACL and then, um, then it's Fraser, then it's Fraser meeting them at the at the manager yeah. Um I couldn't remember seeing any lit. Um but I don't remember this at all, so I'm going entirely I mean, with Niles Crane Yeah. I feel like they've probably got a couple in like big tall holders. Um there's probably like a candelabra somewhere. Um candles in the chandelier. Um <laughs> possibly. Uh, I'm gonna plump for 14. For, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> Oh, way too many. Uh, I've got uh, nine. Oh, yeah. okay. Not two. Not too far out. Not too far out. Better than yeah. two, which is where I was leaning originally. <laughs> Man, these are tough. Okay. We've then got um, Run for Your Life. Mm-hmm. Which poet does Fraser reference to Roz when describing Noel's attempt to immortalize her? Oh, my God, man. I should know this. This is my bread and butter. Yeah, I thought this <laughs> All I do be, like, right is sit around reading poetry like some Niles ripoff. <laughs> um, does Frasier reference? Oh, it's uh, it's Robert Browning. It is Robert Browning. Robert Browning to his wife, Elizabeth, because I made a note of this, because obviously Frasier writes a operetta about the Bar- the Brownings later in the show. So there you go. That's how I remember that one. Um, and I'm, I'm asking you Missy Crane's question as well, which I think is the last one. Yes, go for it. So, what is the stone in Vinny's pinky ring? Hey, the pinky ring's come full circle. Um, what's the stone? He probably mentions this. Um, uh, I'd have gotten half of this answer. I wouldn't have got the first half. So it's fairly specific. Oh, it's going to be like... Oh, sugar, mate. Um, Oh, can you give me any kind of clue here? I just need something to get me going because I've kind of uh, forgotten. I've forgotten. I think it's going to be some kind of double-barreled gemstone, but I can't think of any double barrels. Um, um, it's, okay, so I'm looking for two words. Um, I, 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 yeah, I've got a... I have got I do not know if it would be too obvious a clue. Um, two words, <laughs> and they both start with the letter S. Oh, okay, I was about to say Mother of Pearl. Um, letter S. S. Something sapphire. Yes, oh, sweet man. Sapphire. I'd have gotten Sapphire. I wouldn't have got the first part. It's going to be like a quite a specific jewelry-related word, maybe, or um, it's not specifically like only in the context of jewelry. If you say this word generally, it has lots of different meanings. Would I hear this in kind of everyday combo? Every not everyday combo, but is this a daily word? If, if some if someone's praising you, they might say this. Word. Oh, okay. Um, they might call you this if they're. I thought I had it then. A star. I don't know. Yes. Oh, really? Star sapphire, yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Some some very generous coaxing from you there. <laughs> Um, so maybe not quite a point, but it'll do. It'll do. Um, thank you, Gay. Thank you for reading those out. Well, thank your you. triumphant return, <laughs> to Trivia. It's it's beautiful to see. I was gonna say we normally end traditionally with uh with MKs, but that would mean you reading out your set for me now as well. What would you rather do? Alternate or do you want to just go again? Uh, I don't mind. I'm happy to do either. Uh, I, I, let's keep MK to the end as tradition. Then, okay. so if you don't mind asking me so, yours. Well, you're back in the hot chair now. We've oh, we've God. done we've done Fraser Trivia we're going to general knowledge <laughs> okay question number one yeah how many things get broken in this episode okay i'm hoping it's just the mansion scene because otherwise there's it probably going to be Is just the mansion scene yes okay so i think Niall smashes three to four things and marta smashes one thing um yeah, it, I, I, think say, I haven't gotten this from like KAC. Really. I've just I just tried to count as I went along. So this is I a could... really, really good question. I like this. I'm thinking four or five, but I could be way off here. Um I'm just trying to remember how many things Niles smashes. I'm gonna say five. So you think Niles smashes... I think he smashes things. F- I think he smashes four things, then Martha smashes the ashtray. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> This is when everyone writes in to tell me I'm wrong. I've okay. actually got nine. Whoa, okay. I think Miles smashes eight different things. Really? And uh, Martha smashes one. Wow. He's, I think he smashes seven. Then Martha smashes one, and then they have a big talk. And then as he's going up to speak to Maris, I think he um he grabs, he smashes something else. And goes, oh, I always hated that dynasty. That oh yeah yeah I, I was forgetting that one um that's mad I mean I completely believe you but I've just it's nuts watching the scene like you don't feel like there's that many being smashed so yeah question Damn. number two lay it on me this one the I'll say the clue to start the answer isn't specifically in the episode you need to work it out from two things Niall says oh no good <laughs> how long does Niles cry for okay okay oh my God I can I can cut. Call- I think it's about five or five past five, or sometime around five o'clock. Very oh, mi- close. Six minutes past five, four minutes past five, five, 5.07, 5.07. It is 5.07. 5.07, he starts crying. Okay, and then I think he has Frosted Flakes about quarter past six. Yes. So I'm going to say... Hang on, what, seven, Will's doing basic maths on <laughs> 53 minutes, 63 minutes, 68 minutes... <laughs> Who do, i've got an hour and eight minutes <laughs> 68 minutes is technically correct yes well when i put the run times up for the podcast i put it in four minutes so i'm keeping tradition there so you're yeah, very good answer well done like 68 nah, not minutes bad there. not bad Not. i mean you did have to confirm the the five seven minutes past five but there you go and the final question mm-hmm. where did niles and maris honeymoon oh is this does he mention this when he's uh kind of reminiscing Maybe, a yeah, he talks about a chair and where they got the chair. Oh, god, man! I can remember all the other bits that he says in that speech about Marla and the watercolors and sipping champagne on our last anniversary. The, the honeymoon is the first thing he says. Um, does yeah. oh, it begin with a B? Not a B, no, uh, not a B, not a B for Bravo. Um, no. I'm just gonna say Cancun, but you have to tell, me. it's it's not Cancun. So I um got I'm just double checking my notes to make sure I'm right because I had a second, second sudden moment where I was panicking, but uh, self-doubt. No, it is Vienna. Oh Vienna. You got the chair in um Vienna on honeymoon. Um and then Martin reminds him that no Fraser reminds him, Oh yes, but you wanted to get the chair you saw in Paris. Oh yes There's that little scene there. So, very, very classy Vienna for a honeymoon there. Very, yeah, classy, very classy indeed. Um, you got one out of three on my questions, mate. Well done. I'll well take done. it. I'll take it. Anytime I get at least an answer is, is a win for me. <laughs> um, seeing things to a close with Corey, aka Mischief Knight. Here we go. Um, spoiler for one of the trivia questions. Oh, he—he he is. This is on his fun bits, so I'm, uh, I'll save it till the end. But he's basically just mentioned something I've already mentioned, so we're very much on the same wavelength there. Okay. Question numero uno from Corey: Who informed Marius of the recent arrivals at the shops in New York? Oh God. <laughs> um. I don't remember the context of this. I. Someone. Is it a specific name? Is it like, oh... It, like, it, it, no, it's a society or a group oh God, that a group. she is a part of. The group that she is a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, God, my hair is long. It needs cutting. I'm just watching on You've until. got no hair. Like, look at no that's hair. Her. that So That's her. Look how thick it is. <laughs> that's what you're doing. That's <laughs> terrible. Yes, yours is long. <laughs> you pull it off.
1: <laughs> More um, just gets
0: volume. <laughs> I've got no idea. Um I don't know. The what what, what club do rich people go to? The I don't know, the culture club. I was in the, the George the, no, not George <laughs> Boy George band. Uh it was her garden club. He's her in garden, a garden but, club. Yeah, unfortunately not the singers of Karma Camellia. <laughs> 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 Question 2 okay. How large was the cut of meat Martin ate? i actually remember this was it like the size of a hat box did he say size of a hat box spot on yeah which is just very big um (laughs) very big indeed and finally oh no sorry we have a a question from sydney Ask basket as well where will niles's things go if he doesn't have them out by sundown oh did she say she's either giving them to or running like a church bazaar i think yeah giving them to a church bazaar spot on um Damn, I wish she'd asked me those questions. And I got two out of three there. And finally, Sydney asked Basket, when Niles thinks Marius has been kidnapped and check, and they check the spending on her credit cards, four designer stores are named. Where has Maris been spending? I think you'll know this. Armani. Yes. Tiffany's. Yes. Valentino. Yes. And Cartier. Absolutely. But oh, not, not Gucci. Thank goodness Gucci was closed. I think, <laughs> I think that's the... Uh... The title screen is thank it goodness. Is, yeah, Gucci um, was posed. That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, spot on. Thank you, everyone who wrote in this week. Um, some amazing questions there. Um, yeah, great stuff, Okay, Well applied. Shall so we jump into the review? Let's do it, mate. Excellent animation watch, please. What was it? Was it like a shooting star? It was. Is this new? Was, I think so, but it was very it was literally just one. Start like it was very brief. It was yeah, like, and I kind of looked link. away for a second. I had to rewind because I was like, crap, is this one of those episodes where they don't have an animation at all? So I was about to you were, get you were at the, the mouth ready to I was go. about to get so angry, but then yeah, I saw the firework. But yeah, I, um Caitlin uh Hot House Orchid actually made a really good point on Facebook recently in that season one only cycles between like the three, the red light, the lights on, and the elevator. Um they only started adding new animations season two onwards, which I thought was quite a cool observation that no. I did not know. Um, so, kal uh, K-A-L. 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 <laughs> Yakety-yak, they talk back. Um, <laughs> this guy meets Miss Wright every night. He's lost one of his pinky rings on their houses. I mean, what do you make of this guy, Kay? I mean... Also, do you know who voiced it? Because I didn't check, but it's quite a prominent part, so I wonder if it was it's... like someone famous. Oh, you don't have to... Uh, don't worry about looking now. You, by all means, you can do. Um, I can tell you the guy voicing it was Paul Mazursky. It doesn't ring the the a bell. name doesn't ring any bells with me. I'll be honest. No. Um, gonna, how are you spelling Mazursky? Uh, I think it's M A Z U R S K Y. He's very confident, isn't he? Very he is. confident with the ladies. He's young college girls, um, tough career women looking for a bit of an R and R and R. I mean, <laughs> what what club is he going to? That's got this really blend of people i mean i know (laughs) also young college girls does not sit right with me that's the way he says that it sounds very creepy it does sound extremely creepy and i get that that's the point but it's it's heavy hair i mean i'm i don't know about you i'm picturing this guy Vinny as like late 40s early 50s i'm thinking yeah at least early 50s creepy like he's got a pinky ring i mean come on yeah (laughs) he's you, you know um i don't know him he looks he looks a little bit like um Danny DeVito, I think. i have just had a look. I know like, what you mean. Um, it's got Danny DeVito vibe. Not the not the greatest guy in the world, it seems, morally speaking. But he does have one of my favourite lines of the episode, which is "Just shoot me, why don't you?" <laughs> 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 just, why just, don't. just lying into it. Um, incidentally, obviously, I've talked about "Just Shoot Me" the sitcom quite a lot on this podcast, and a few listeners are fans. George Segal, um, who was in that, uh, died recently. You might have seen. Um, mm. Obviously, famous for who's afraid of Virginia Woolf and things like that. But, yeah, very sad. Made me want to kind of dive back into Just Shoot Me, but that was just... uh, That was what I was reminded of hearing this guy say, Just Shoot Me, why don't you? I put Noel sad face, because Noel tries to go into the booth at this point, and then they just close the door on him. Uh, But then he comes back in the other side with his petition for Rosalinda. Um, I just love the way he's like, someone anonymously posted the (laughs) lunchroom. I mean, he's like a puppy. You can't hate him, can it? He? He's, he's so. I mean, when he comes in, like, "Hello, Doctor Crate. like he's just like clearly, mate. they just shut the door on you. And I love just this so guy. Chipper. He's so up. He reminds me so much of Hans Molman that you just want to, you just want to hug him and kiss his little yeah. bald head. Don't you know, it's like nice <laughs> it's like kissing a peanut. It's like kissing a peanut. But yeah, feels so bad for Noel, and I just wish he was in more episodes as well. I say this every time, but I just, yeah, you know, Patrick Curd is such a great job it's such it is, he's such job. a likeable character i mean in in real life this is a he's getting the sack for this oh but it's, it's not good you know it, it, he's oh he's just he's so small and lovable and he's so cheery and just and he has night blindness <laughs> and, and also let's be honest right in real life if someone of fraser's celebrity mm. signed a petition to the the talented producers of star trek <laughs> That's, I'm not saying it's making headline news, but that's getting a page, in like the Daily Mail or something. And isn't then it? not only does Noel, but also Fraser look like a bit of a sexual deviant. I mean, what are they doing here with this just kind of look? Ir- he's like, yeah, I'll sign. That. I'll sign that. <laughs> this erotic fan fiction. I mean, it kind of just surprised me. I love the fact he does sign it. But I mean, if Noel is going to genuinely send that off, I would be a bit, as you say, concerned. My name is on that thing. Yeah, <laughs> but, just you know, uh... that, that's Fraser. Um. So now we have the mentionings of the Brownings. As I mentioned, obviously, later in the series, there's the, the operetta that he writes. I think this is when he's been sacked from KACL, so beginning of season six, I think. Um, good grief. It might be that episode specifically where he's kind of just doing a billion things because um, he's in denial. Um, and now we get the phone call from Niles, uh, which I quite like the fact Niles knows how to reach him at KACL. Like, it's just, you know, he knows where he's... like. He, he has to have taken some interest in where his brother works and gets and knows the number to kind of reach him in an emergency. It almost feels like that would be something Niles is above, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, you know, he, he just he wouldn't be, he'd be so out of touch, you wouldn't know how to contact him at his work. I think this is like a really nice, understated brotherly moment they have in a way because so Niles true. knows how to reach him, but Frasier is. In the middle of his job, he's on air. He always talks about how important his job is and how important his show is, but he doesn't question it. He just, okay, I've got to go. I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> he's got to no, go from doing his two-hour shift. <laughs> yeah, there's no question of, oh, well, I need to wrap up here or anything like that. I, I'm off. He's and off. it's off. I think it's a really nice moment, just that they're there for and then they can lean on each other in a, in a difficult time, a different difficult situation. They know that who to turn to and that the other person will turn back, sort of thing. Mm, absolutely spot on. I mean, after no, I don't think you should drag the koi pond, which is a fantastic line. I mean, my next bullet point was, I love the way as soon as Fraser arrives, no, Niles arrives, because um, he's obviously been looking outside or something. He sees Frasier, he's like, oh, thank God you came. And like, he just goes straight for him and hugs him. It's really sweet moment like as soon as he comes back in his time of grief he's just looking for Frasier um and I think this is as you say a very understated sibling episode um it's really not I think just obviously I've got a good relationship at this stage with Martin a very good relationship but I think there's very much for Niles particularly Frazier, as much as we have the rivalry episodes and and we see sometimes a little bit of tension because Frazier's older and has done stuff first. I think you can see in this episode that what Niles really probably craves is the approval of his big brother. And yeah. and what he really wants is... not. I think Fraser is very much a role model for Niles, not mm-hmm. the person Niles looks up to. And you can see that here because as much as... Martin's probably a more practical person to help in this situation and is probably the person who actually gets the answers yeah. as to where Maris is. It's Frasier, he's, oh, thank God, as you say, you have a really quite tender moment when they go and hug one another. Mm. And it, it's really nice just to see how their bond has developed. Because I think actually something we probably didn't say that much at the start of the show is we, we said, obviously, the relationship with Martin isn't there yet. But I, I think another thing that's worth saying is just how the relationship between Niles and Frasier has developed over the show. in the. sure obviously they were joking with one another and uh, even in the first episode, but you didn't quite see the relationship they have now. So it's really mm-hmm. nice just to see how it's developed, not only comedically, but also in terms of the fact, yes, like they're falling into it, the, the, you know, thank God you're here hugging. Her. It's really, it's understated, but it's really, I think beautiful. And it's like simplicity. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I respond to this as you might do, you know, we're, we both have a brother, um, but it's just both have a bigger brother, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, yeah, it's just something really nice about this and the fact that they, you know, he's relying on Fraser a lot in this episode. It just, yeah, I completely agree with you the way we've seen that that evolve. I think it's... Uh, very well put. Um, Frey Nars now mentions that there's been a sighting of something called a minivan on the, uh, <laughs> the street outside the home that was two weeks ago or something. I assume no other traffic. Yeah, that, that was this- weeks ago. <laughs> so does no other traffic pass through this gated community he lives in? Or- Apparently not. <laughs> I'd love to know like where he's supposed to be living, like what area of Seattle it would be, um, because presumably it's a very leafy, you know, possibly, probably not a gated community, but like some kind of I imagine it kind of like on a hill, almost looking down at the city, almost, you know, like in a nice... Non- all the, the common people. Yeah, almost like, you know, when you go and talk those leafy avenues where all the big houses are, like on little hills, that's what I'm imagining in my head, the Seattle equivalent of Beverly Hills. But, um, I mean, we have some really, really nice lines in this. I mean, one, I love the fact that, um, yeah, that's right, she's been missing for three days, Three days, and you're only panic stricken now. Yeah, um, I, I need to realize she was missing when <laughs> <laughs> she met me with Stony Silence. I thought everything was status quo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Martin on the phone just uh, thin, make that very thin, <laughs> Caucasian, <next> <laughs> make that very, Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> very Caucasian. Kills me, man. Oh, I love that. Why well, is no one more, um, impressed about Daphne's side psych- cut psychiatric? Yeah, she gets moment, it right again. Psychiatric moment. Psychiatric moment. (laughs) Psychic moment. She's absolutely spot on at this point. Like, no one is remotely taking her back that she's completely surmised an an episode that happened to Niles from a sword or a fire poke or whatever it is. Yeah, it's... I mean she's clearly a bit psychic is not she ha- she has in, in the world of the show she undeniably has to have yeah. some kind of power because and that's just crossed over she usually gets something right even if she's a little bit wrong like yeah. she got with that person about how uh, she had four brothers do you remember the, the one who got killed the prostitute yes um, she knows she stuff gets... about Tom Durant yeah um what she knows usually when Eddie is like, a ro- like where he is in the, the house like I see him now he's in Dr. Crane's room. Now, like when she's looking for the earring, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, no, oh no, and when Crane's Eddie room. goes missing as well, and then she like, oh, I can see him sitting next to a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Daphne has got psychic powers. She has, and I think it's glossed over a little bit because it's kind of like an improbable thing in a in a show that's you know pretty grounded, despite being, you know, about the the middle to upper classes. Um yeah, very Caucasian absolutely ruins me. Not all shouting she's alive. I mean, why why is this the first thing to assume she's dead? I mean, that was surprising and and funny to me in its own way. Um what no no point during this episode, if I'd not seen this, would I be thinking, Oh god, has Maris died? I'd be like, Well, she's definitely just ran away, you know. Yeah, I mean it's the thing is when someone's gone missing, she has usually just gone away for a week. I mean, also one, we know that she's like this. Hmm. you know she just does her own thing and she you know she's not going to bother to tell not she, does do so they, she he also assumes that she's been kidnapped but generally when someone is kidnapped you get some kind of a demand yeah um it's not they just don't go missing <laughs> and, and generally i mean certainly in this instance where you're kidnapping a rich person you're usually holding them for a ransom or something i was gonna say and maris would be able to oblige that ransom yeah. so you know so um, yeah it just yeah. I mean although one. in fairness to Niles I would say that I suppose that when you are panicking your your mind just leaps to the worst case scenario doesn't it so yeah and i am very much guilty of that as well like yeah. in every aspect you know i'm about to give a talk or something i'm thinking oh god i'm gonna say the wrong thing everything will go wrong i get a symptom of something i'm thinking i'm dying like i'm googling it i'm like oh i've got two weeks left to live actually. honestly like i mean recently i had this like weird tremor kind of develop out of nowhere like in my in the the you lo- told me yeah yeah my lower back and it was, this was after the muscle twitch and it's kind of gone now, like it's kind of just slowly, you know, to the point where I'm not really noticing it. So it must have, have gone. But, you know, that's unexplainable. And you Google that and you do not want to Google that because it's like every type of neurodivergent issue that could possibly be occurring. Honestly, don't ever, ever Google a symptom. It's no. I mean, the answer is like 90 percent of the time. The answer is cancer. Yeah. And I'm, the I'm other... Google. Yeah. The other ten percent at the time, Google just told you you've got some other mysterious disease that's going to kill you off. Yeah, I just—it's only death this My, way, my so... mom was once panicking; like she genuinely like booked me a whole doctor's appointment or so when I was younger. She's like, "There's this disease, and it's like it affects people if they're tall and thin." I'm like, yeah. I'm like, You're tall and thin. <laughs> <laughs> oh <What>? my god! <laughs> I'm just because someone is over six foot and is fairly thin, that does not mean that we're all dying. If mobsters. she's listening to this, which she very well might be, she's not going to be pleased with that. Okay, <laughs> <game. laughs> I'm not taking sides here, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, now Noel says, "Frazier, you look positively uncelebratory." The way he says that to me is like a little bit of a gag and there's no laugh track. I kind of expected a bit of a laugh track after that. Um, But obviously Frasier is kind of cheesed off, you know, she's off gallivanting on some shopping spree while you're here kind of worried sick. Um, and then Niles gets hives because yes. you know, yeah, I don't, I've never, don't think I've ever had hives, but the name really creeps it me sounds out. Sounds horrible, doesn't it? it? Really the name creeps of it me out. out. Is it like a rash? I think. I think so. And I assume because it looks slightly like the a hive, like maybe it's got like a honeycomb effect. I don't, oh, I don't know. But I mean, I've got a big thing about like things that really no. creep me out. Are like words like hive, nest. Um, imagining like nests, nest? nest. You know, like a, a spider's nest. A bird um, nest. Filled with eggs, uh, spider eggs. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Just really creeped me out. So the hives is very much like in, in that conflict with is... those creepy. Words. And now you're you're finding out now, listeners. Well, Will failed his medical exams. <laughs> <He's> t- <laughs> oh, hives, He's get out, out of here, you creepy bastard. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, really creeped me out here. And Niles Nor- gets hives a lot as well. Um, it doesn't take much to get to make him break out, so. I do feel for him a little bit. Um, but ultimately, he he regresses to some smash therapy. Just, you know, sh- sh- Fraser, show her your mess. <laughs> so they just start smashing things. Um, have you ever heard of, like, destruction therapy? Are you familiar with this? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, Shan really wants to do it. She thinks it'll be great fun just to go and smash stuff up. Oh, I would love to go, like, just go to a shipment container filled with old CTR TVs and a sledgehammer. I mean, what a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon. It- I think it's, I, I'm i not particularly strong. I don't think I'll be able to smash anything. I'll oh, be- you, I think you surprised <laughs> yourself. Okay. When you've got a, a sledgehammer in your hands. I don't know if I could pick up a sledgehammer. I'd be just on the floor dragging it along. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember used to, there there's a big um, kind of fallen tree at the back of the fields over the back of my house. And I used to go and play there a lot with a couple of friends who used to live in the village when I was a kid. And I remember like it was like on the outskirts of this big, like almost like kind of Citizen Kane style house, uh, which I think their grandparents owned. Um And I think, basically, over the generations of, like, getting rid of old TVs in there, they used to dump them in the wood by this fallen tree. So there was just a pile of about seven or eight, like, cathode tube TVs, big fat-back TVs, that we just, like, you know, bounce around on and lob rocks at and stuff. (laughs) Um, So, you know, that was its own kind of destruction therapy in a way, but... You know, there you go. I mean, Not- this is really beautiful. This this family has obviously had this tradition a long time, mm. and Will has just leaked it on air. So they're going to get done for flight. <laughs> they don't know where they live. <laughs> they'll never find them. <laughs> it's the they- wood behind Will's. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough out of you. Quiet <laughs> you. Um, Eddie with his full bladder now. I can very much relate to this impulse. He rushes out the door onto the elevator. Um, yeah, and, which and I really loved. I loved, again, Daphne's role. Let's remember. Physical, healthcare, like, therapist? Yeah. Yeah, they, both men just look at her and go, yep, yeah, you, um, you're going to sort that out? <laughs> you're going <laughs> to gonna, gonna take care of that, Dad? Uh, and then she just grabs Martin, like, come on, yeah. old man, and throws off I mean, off he's the just had a hot box full of meat. I mean, the man needs <laughs> to lie down. The man <laughs> needs to pop his buckle and just take a load off, man. <laughs> I mean, he's not, you're not walking. I mean, he's got a bad leg. And <gasps> you're making him go for a button. No, no, that'd be harsh on Martin, then. Is he walking with his cane at that point? He must be, but I couldn't remember seeing be. the cane. I don't remember seeing the cane, but he must be. Yeah, they, I don't think they yeah. forget, do they? I mean, they probably would never have left his side. No. Just he's, in he's case the, they the crane with the cane. The cra- Oh, is that what Martha says? Yeah. I thought she was saying crane with a K as in like a joke about other people in the neighbourhood but they're they're called crane spout with a K that she also doesn't want coming by for other reasons. That makes no sense at all. But it's also funny so that's why I thought it was like no crane, no other crane and no crane with a K as in like while, you're, while I'm at it tell those other people who live in the area I don't <laughs> want them coming by either no I'm pretty sure it's no your Dr. Crane no other Dr. Crane and no Crane with a cane <laughs> that makes a lot more sense yeah Um. that's actually a really funny joke but I wonder if anyone had ever heard it the way I heard it that's so weird <laughs> I don't think mm. they have, mate I, I don't think <laughs> it's <laughs> just please just listeners him. come and console me here don't let key have his way <laughs> mm. I mean we'll I get to this bit on KACR now we'll find out it's actually Crane with the K, and I've just made this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> We should go and look, actually, in a minute. Um, Niles carrying the beers around in the apartment now. How often do you actually see them drink beer in this show? Doesn't feel like that often. No, it's not. And I love everything about Niles in this scene. The little changes he makes. Like, I think it's like, um oh, man, I think it's someone like, you want a beer rather than wants a beer. I think, yeah, he's like, you want a beer? And it's like the yeah, way he's carrying the six pack around. Like, that's yeah. not something people do. <laughs> and you I know? think it's someone like, I think he shouts someone like, hey, how are you? Or something like that when... Frazier actually comes into the room. Again, it's just, yeah, there you are, he says. There you are. Um, so it's just a little bit more colloquial than his usual speaking pattern. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I really like it, I think just the, the physical appearance of him, the shirt sleeves are rolled up. He's got the six pack in hand, drinking beer. Um, and you can start to see he's losing it. And he <laughs> yeah, it very, very well. I think it's actually really, really well acted by David Hyde-Pierce to show the little changes in Niles. Um, just to reflect his inner turmoil. Completely agree. Um, And it's just even just the touch of them having him drink beer. Immediately, red flags are like waving, thinking, oh God, what's going on here? Um, Yeah, completely. I should just apologize. I was just doing that thing again where where I jiggle my leg when i'm listening and I, I realized the wire to the microphone was jiggling so i didn't notice at all if you so. can't hear me that's okay but listeners you might have just heard i don't know how long i was doing it for i need to i need to get out of this habit or move the cable because i'm, I'm a leg jiggler people um i'm like kenny he's like i'm a roller you know and he like <laughs> shares the bed with uh, um no, but yeah, I, I completely agree. I like seeing this kind of casual, you know, let loose Nars who's clearly on the verge of a breakdown or in the midst of one. I love Fraser, you know, saying, you know, you're angry, you know, and you'd like to switch to wine now, wouldn't you? Yes, please. Oh, this, please. <laughs> and the way he just kind of smacks his mouth together as if the beer's been really like musty. Um, I really like that. I, um, I also love the bit with Niles where he's saying that um, he finally has a go at Maris. You're inconsiderate, you know, as a reachman, Fraser's. And I walked out and I slammed the door. Of course, it was a 14th century cathedral door to get two people to help me. But what it made for... What was it? Um, what it lacked it, in something. It made up for it, in resonance. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good line. I love that so much. Um, I'd love to see a 14th century cathedral door as well. It sounds like some classy... Classy architecture there. I, yeah, mean, I mean, you don't really get the impression from the bit we see because it's very clearly like everything looks plastic and a front, a false front. Do you not get that vibe in the Maris Mansion? I kind of do, but it's also but- one of my favorite sets. I know what you mean. I, I it's like, like, like my, my God's spiel around... springs to life whenever I say it. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the pillars around the stairs for me look like they're literally made of cardboard that they've painted to look like stone and stuff. Um, I, I, I quite like it. I just... But it's I, an know, I, think, I think I really get... um I don't know, whenever I see it, that set, I always just think of <laughs> Um, Gunnar and and the fencing scene. <laughs> <laughs> just I don't know. I love, I love that scene so much. So mm. that is definitely the most lasting moment of that of that set. Um, I can't hear Gunnar. I thinking just the way Frey just join in. Gunnar, <laughs> Gunnar. Uh, no, now with his kind of hands on his hips the way. Uh, david hope here's pose and she wants a divorce so this honestly is... this phone call just goes um, from yep. bad to worse. i am um, i know you're not used to speaking to me me speaking to you that way yeah that's quite I'm... the point wouldn't you agree <laughs> <laughs> yes. just... thank you i appreciate that wasn't difficult for you to say she wants a divorce, she a just... divorce. everything It's just... so, so casual good. about everything Absolutely spot on. Um, I mean, I love now that he's got to stay at, at the apartment. The classic sleepover arrangement. Mark is like you could sleep in Fraser's bed. Yeah, just reminds you. Just whenever you have a sleepover, you know, you dominate the person's house and they have to kind of sleep on the floor or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, 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 many a sleepover at your house when I was a kid. Okay, so fond memories there. Of watching *Trials of Horror* and oh, *Trials of Horror*. So gra- oh, I remember. I don't know if you remember this. This is a bit of a. Ta- this is a quick one minute tangent. But listeners have said they like hearing more relevancy. Games. That's what they say. Oh, (laughs) They like hearing about our like childhood. Um, Do you remember one sleepover? I think it was me, you, Steve, your brother and someone else in Steve's room. And we like stayed up really late, basically devising like fixtures for the the little mini football tournament we're going to have in the garden the next day. Do you remember that? Oh, I do remember that. And like, I remember Stee had the paper. and We were all just kind of like sitting up, and he was just kind of drafting. You know, okay, will or play key in the first game. It might have been, it might have been Callum Heard, but I feel like it wasn't. I feel like it was someone else. I, I, I don't even. I mean, it wasn't Aiden, Was it? I remember him. Doesn't ring a bell. Ring... I don't feel like I ever stayed around yours with Aid. Um, mm. But yeah, I just have really vivid memories of that. I mean, we must have been eight seven or eight and know. we were still primo organizers just honestly like... still fixture listed in the in the just you know that's lived we and breathed go out and play we didn't order that's <laughs> okay. lived and breathed a beautiful game man um so you know bearing in mind it would be you know in your in your garden at the back you know it's, it's it a tiny garden it wasn't Wembley um but we were just to us it was Wembley <laughs> it was um, Wembley I love that. I love that so much. But yeah, that just reminded me of that. So yeah, I've put here no crane with a K. I have looked on on, on You're definitely right. Um, I mean, it obviously is makes sense now. You've told told it me, but it's weird how like when you mishear something like that, your brain just immediately justifies it internally. Like I had a complete rationale for what I'd heard, and it made perfect logic to me. And have you always thought that for years? Like it's always yeah, been- yeah. Wow. Like obviously, I don't really think of that quote often. If I was oh, I to watch think this- you do that's that's a daily <laughs> quote I use. If I was to watch this episode like randomly, you know, I've probably seen it six seven times over the years. Um Yeah, that's that's always what I always what I heard, and I always kind of got stuck on it a little bit because I didn't quite get it. But then I thought that was part of the joke. Um But yeah. Makes a lot more sense now. More I know. Sense. Um, I mean, what do you think of this little bit here with Fraser shouting up to Maris? I, I think he's got like a little bit like a Romeo and Juliet kind of vibe under a balcony very much so. Like, I was thinking this. I like the way that the angle of the, the the shot of him against the trees, and, like, the way you can't see the balcony, and, you know, by opening that window, you're opening the window to a long and happy marriage. <laughs> I love it in my head, in my kind of internal logic, she has just thrown a chamber pot onto his head. Yes. Like, that is what it just is. I don't know if it's because it's got that medieval Romeo and Juliet vibe, as you say, but I'm just imagining some ungodly fluids have just been opened up on, onto Frasier, not just a bit of water i mean there's a lot that comes down i mean there's a lot I it's mean, not a glass like that's... she needs to be overturning some kind of five liter receptacle here like yeah i mean you're not you need another pair of hands to just lift it up and chuck it out the window exactly <laughs> especially maris i bet she wouldn't even be able to lift a glass of water let alone a bucket so um it's a great scene i mean fraser just gets absolutely drenched um i'll put now when we're back at the we're back at elliot bay 1901 Um. The camera angle in the kitchen is really weird here. Yes. Yeah. Did you notice this? It looks what? like there's so much space between that little table and the fridge. I, my exact words here: so much space between island and fridge. There is so much space there. Whereas previously we've seen like characters kind of getting, you know, they're in the way of each other. Um, they kind of have to shimmy past in that space. But yeah, there's literally about two to three meters of space here. Yeah, it feels um, like the it, kitchen is almost twice the size of what it normally is. Massively size. So and I've I can't remember a time ever seeing this camera angle again. And it clearly just denotes to me either the island can move quite easily. So they've just shifted it or that like back wall moves back. But it would make more sense that the island moves. Mm. Um, But yeah, like really interesting. Like we've talked about the kitchen a bunch of times on the show and weird things they do with it and camera angle wise. And it's weird how weird it is in a sense i mean obviously they've probably just shifted back a tiny little it's bit so noticeable isn't it but it really does throw you out doesn't it and yeah. it's, it's the all i could think of in this scene i'm like so was, glad you noticed that, he was I making really a am. joke about humans i, I meant mormons um, <laughs> or, he didn't even go in i was like what is that space probably because it's a terrible joke that he clearly is not going to be able to climb out of this hole he's got himself in that awful shepherd's pie daphne's made but yeah really strange i'd love to know if listeners had noticed that Nars comes by now. With his genes and his various other various crises he's going through. What would be the quickest route to buff key aerobics or weight training? Yeah, I think it's weight training. I don't get this. Obviously, it's <laughs> weight training. Aerobics, I mean, aerobics is... would tone you. I think aerobics Which... is what specifically like what 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 falls into the school of aerobics, like it gymnastics, like... cardio, I I don't... It was like Pilates and stuff. But... Okay, so just like active, kind of yoga y stretching y things. And I, don't know. I mean, this is, I mean, I'm clearly not. I do feel like I should get a gym membership at some stage because so... I have exercised in lockdown but i i don't really know what aerobics is i think i should get a gym membership and then like I, I i do stuff at home you know i've got like weights and whatever but it's it's free to do at home and then i go running and that and it costs me all the price of like a 40 pound pair of running shoes and i just think do i need a gym i mean obviously there's a lot more equipment i'd like to use but the faff of paying that much money and driving to the gym and driving home or sweaty and I don't know. I mean, do you think you're ever going to pull the trigger on that? Or I don't know. My only thing with a gym is I don't think I, I don't have to get the time to do it, and that's the biggest that's the thing. thing. Yeah, if you go, if you can do it at home, you're immediately shaving off like 45 minutes of commute there and back. You know, or yeah. whatever. Um, unless you live by a gym. You know, some people live in like nice buildings, like apartment wise, where there's a gym in the building, and you think like that's a a dream situation. Um, but yeah. But, um, Niles, and I'm sorry, you're gonna say, I, uh, no, it, well, I think you're probably gonna raise what I was gonna say, so you you carry on. No, no, you say it because I don't think I am. I don't, know. I was going to the journal, I was, you, you tell us about like, the journal. Okay, please. oh, I love the journal. This is my favorite bit of the whole episode. I just, just, um, how you know he's, he's not denying his feelings, he's actually written everything down in a journal, and that's why he knows he's coming to terms with it all. And he, he woke up five at 5 a.m., blissful confusion, something's happened. But what? But what? Five oh one. Oh yes, an o- overwhelming sense of emptiness and despair. <laughs> Five oh seven. This one's hard to read. All oh, right, web gun controller. Web gun controller. And then just the delivery of this next one. Just six fifteen. All cried out hungry now a entire box of frosted flakes they're great great <laughs> i just love the the product placement i'm using Tony the tiger's motto here but are you a fan of frosties i mean we should say in the uk they're known as frosties rather than frosted flakes um are you a fan of frosties kay um i've not had them in a long time but when i was a kid they were fine um... and mate when you actually think about them they are just cornflakes that come pre-covered in sugar like yes they are insanely bad for you. Well, <laughs> um, pretty much all cereal, I think, is actually pretty bad for you. Yeah, yeah, unless it's like bran flakes, which I like, but I often sprinkle a bit of sugar on them anyway. Um, oh. Shredded wheat is probably like, is the best. Shredded wheat's really good for you, but it's not quite cereal. Um, yeah. It's um. more of like, Little bales of hay, <laughs> it, uh, it tastes not... a lot like hay. What, what is your favorite cereal? Do you have a favorite? Oh, what a question, man! A lot, I, pardon part of me. I wish this had been my opening question to you, actually. Um, <laughs> that's really good. Let's let's take a tangent here. Um, <laughs> let's just folks. <laughs> let's take a moment. Um, really tough. I, I've always loved wheat um, or like okay. cho- chocolate hoops, yeah. cocoa pops. Cocoa pops big, is a good one. Big fan of cocoa pops. I think if cocoa shreddies. Um, big fan. Of, I mean, there's a bit of a th- thread here—the chocolate cereals. <laughs> um, I always I like a classic Cheerio and corn flake You know, I'm not I'm partial to a plain plain flavour, but as a kid, I loved Golden Nuggets. Oh, I remember Golden Nuggets. Love them. Um, I loved uh, Golden Graham's, um, which I think that, I think they're more big in the US as like Cinnamon Graham's and Cinnamon mm. Toast Crunch. I don't know if you saw recently. There was this viral article about some guy who found shrimp tails in his Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and I did not. There's a massive debacle going on about how it happened. I don't think it's a hoax, but mm. what's what's more concerning is they think it might be like rodents in the factory. That we're using like bits of debris to make a nest. And that's what the shrimp tails are. Because they looked like there was um, other yeah. droppings like, baked into the cinnamon toast crunch. Um but I'm, I'm not getting a cinnamon toast crunch anytime soon. I wouldn't. Um, but I think, yeah, push comes to shove key. Okay, I open the cupboard. I'd probably go for cocoa pops. Um, Can you tell me you have eggs for breakfast every day? I do, yeah. I don't have cereal. Um, (laughs) When I have cereal... (laughs) All of this is just a fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) I had cereal a lot as a kid. I mean, I have eggs for breakfast every day now. Um, Weirdly, I still have cereal as a snack at night quite a lot. And I've maintained for years, since I used to do this in my Xbox days, you know, a quick late night snack, cereal tastes infinitely better at night. Infinitely better. I've I've never never had cereal at night. night. I know people who do that. Have a um, bowl tonight. It will change your life. You will never... You will just not be able to... What, what time? What time are you having this? Any, any time past, I'd say, half nine, nine o'clock. Past nine. You know, because you want to leave enough space after you've had your dinner. Um, yeah, otherwise, it's okay. going to be awful. Um, But yeah, go for it. But you, oh. your cereal? Okay, your favourite cereal. I mean, I don't tend to have breakfast, but in terms of... If I am having breakfast, mm-hmm. Cocoa Pops is up there as a cereal. Nice. Uh, I quite like... I don't even count as cereal, but Weetabix... Oh, yeah, yeah classic. Like, yeah, what you put little... on your weight a bit, anything fancy. Oh, I don't, so don't. No, worry not really. I'm a bit of sugar. Yeah. Or something like that, you know, like a. Did you do the classic where you put the sugar on, then you put the milk on top to make it like melt into the. No, did... I did not. No, you should do <laughs> I, that because otherwise I, just, I did the, the milk, milk and then I put the off. sugar in and then just like a little bit of a mix. Okay, that's kind of what I'm talking about, I think. Yeah, otherwise <laughs> no, the sugar's use... just like. off. are you using cold milk or warm? Oh, um, I could go for either, but there is a right answer. <sighs> you're going to say warm? Yes, it's got to be warm. <laughs> I, I like warm milk. Um, I think if I was going to have wheat a mix, though, I'm quite partial to cold milk as well. Um, but, oh, yeah. you're killing me, mate! You're no, killing me. me. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear from Americans their favourite cereals because they have like their cereals are more inventive than ours. I think, but also way less good for you. Like, Amer- like Fruit Loops and Lucky Charms and things, I think, have insane amounts of sugar. I mean, you're them. just eating sugar for breakfast, aren't yeah, you, basically? It's, it's I mean, tough. we have sugary breakfast, but they have yeah. been, like, curtailed a lot over the years. Um, you know, just, they're nowhere near as bad for you these days. Um, Do you ever used to get the little breakfast cereal bars? Remember them? I used to get like a little um, cocoa pops bar. Yeah, and it had like the, um, like the white milk layer, and it, they were good. They, they were. were tasty, man. I it's... used to like bosh them when I was hungry at school. Honestly, thing is though, they did not even touch the side. You could <laughs> have three of them, and you were still starving. It made no, no that, they, there was nothing to. There it. It was like eating a little <laughs> polystyrene cylinder. Um, okay, so that is a nice frosted flakes uh, tangent. Um, we're now back at the the Maris Mansion. Knowles um, is kind of reflecting on all these different things that he enjoyed with Marius whilst Martin and Frasier... So I've got one question about this at the start of the scene. He's gathered all these servants there to say goodbye. And he says to them, um, Jean-Pierre, Marie, Bernard, thank you for your years of service. Now, there's about seven or eight of them there. He's only thanking three. (laughs) That is a very good point. Um, And also, I think someone mentioned this in Listener Mail. Did you kind of tell who one of them might have been? Wait, like I don't think it, I'm not like racially profiling here, but there was an Asian House member. Who could he be? Do we think that's Yoshi? Yoshi? I think it's I think it's no. Yoshi. I've got to go back and see Yoshi. So there we go. He's like in the middle. Um, and then he kind of just walks off at the end. But yeah, there are a lot of people there that he's clearly not paying gratitude yeah. to. And I love the fact they want to go with him though. Like I, are we, are we I find it really weird that Marta wants to go with them just because just from the way she speaks to them, it's very much I always sort of see her as being on. She's a bit um, like Smithers to Maris's birds. Yeah, yeah. I, I see her very much in that role, so I find it quite strange. And also, I find it a little bit weird how the second he goes, this is a road I must walk alone, they mm. all just walk away. There's no <laughs> no goodbye. Just Okay, well, we're yeah, off. So that, that yeah, scene. So I've got to go and tend the koi pond. <laughs> yeah. Um, No, I'm with you there. I think Marta may be less so with the Smithers analogy, Mr. Burns. She's just very much under the thrall of Maris, and maybe doesn't idolise her, but like is by is loyal to her, um, but I like, get, yeah, I think, I think, I feel like Marta could be bored very easily. <laughs> She's, I think, her her kind of yeah, her loyalty can can be quite fickle. So, it, it, I guess it makes sense. In, in she wants to go somewhere where presumably Niles has been much nicer to her over the years. And, um, sorry, little Midgey just flew past me, and I hand of bloody hell that's got in my room. Hang on, is that are the two of them on my bed? Bear with me here, I just need to go and kill these. <laughs> um, what on earth. I know one of them's a piece of fluff. I don't know if Will what is talking is to us or to himself. I think it's himself. What on earth? <laughs> I have got no idea what that is. Okay, okay. he's found something. Well, what's what's happening? Okay, I'm back. Um, it flew past me. On I don't think on any kind of draft. So I think it's an animate thing. But it's no. like a little ball with like no noticeable legs or anything. It looks a bit speckled. Yeah. Um, God, just, I've got no idea. That's kind of scary. I don't know. I, I apologize. I believe lice from hair or something. Is it God I, help? Man. I apologize if there's any animal lovers, but just stick a book on it and it'll crush <laughs> it. That's, I'm gonna leave it there because I'm gonna go get a second opinion from, from my mom and dad. Um see what they think it is when, Need when a second opinion. A second opinion. You're all uh, so lazy. <laughs> Fraser, great monologue here. You know, I will not let you treat me like this, Liveth. <laughs> I've lost all credibility. Um and I love, I love Martin when it's the kind of reveal here. Oh, just you, you got the stairs, we'll support you. You go out that door, we'll support you there too. Really good parenting, yeah. fair dues. And then, why are you crazy? Are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, no, I was just getting my keys. But thanks to the uh, impartial advice, Dad, I just, I love. It's so natural to me that he, he ends up becoming like Fraser and can't help but sticking his oar in. Um, I, I think that's every parent. Like they, they want their kids to make their own decision, but they want their kids to make the right decision. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I just, I, I love this. I love that so much. Do um, you remember what happened in the post credit scene? Did you watch the is, post-credits? Is it Roz and she has the the four-breasted bra, basically? She does. The four-breasted bra left in a little gift box on her console. And then you can see people from KCL through the window. Is it Bulldog and stuff? Uh, I'm remember. not sure if I identified anyone, but I did consider yeah. counting how many there were and asking you how many, but it was Patching- too much. Good question. It too much know. work at the end of the episode. So I yeah, didn't... I would. I never pay attention much in the post creds So that's a very good question. I mean, it's it crazy. She's actually sort of looking at it as though this is a viable fashion choice for her. but she's mm. there, going, yeah, this could, this could work. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it could work. You know, you chop it in half. You've just got two bras. The price <laughs> of one. Um, so there you go. Um, I should say, obviously, before the post-credits scene, Nas ultimately leaves. Um and has kind of cast his lot and will be divorcing Marius, we presume. Um, so, yeah, Kate, is this episode in your top 10? It's not in my top 10, but it is a very good episode. I could happily watch it. I am absolutely in agreement with you. Really big fan. Was looking forward to it uh, for this week, and it was it was good. Um, actor pick, who have you gone with? I think for me, I think the funniest lines in the episode for me probably all belong to Niles. I really like the, the way he so subtly displays... One, how he's moving away from his reliance on Maris mm-hmm. and how he comes to terms with his relationship and the and the subtle changes in his behavior as he's going through the denial. Because I mean it's easy to show, like, oh, he's upset, he's in grief, he's in denial by having him like, you know, sobbing or pretending. But just the way it's so subtle, these little colloquial changes and a way, I really like that. Yeah. Um, but I also love the way he he demonstrates his relationship with martin and fraser just the way he comes in and hugs fraser at the start Mm -hmm. and just the the way him and martin interact with the fact that martin he's he's always there for him but not as maybe preachy or like in the way that fraser is yeah um and i really like just how he sort of i think he gives martin like a little pat on the back as they're walking out or something like that i really like that as well um so for that reason i'm going with niles excellent stuff um i have also gone with niles and i love the fact you've given such a wonderful justification there because i don't need to do it myself <laughs> i can just say i completely agree with you um but yeah very very well put king and i've also gone with niles some great lines from Frazier and and martin here to be fair um but yeah i had to go in niles in the end this is very much a Niles centric episode um Kendy burling what do you make of this episode please key Kennedy Burling does not answer to anybody. He'd have been out the door for he'd have just changed the locks and taken the house for himself. To be Can you tell us what some of the brands would have been if he'd gone shopping in New York, Blaze? Where would he been purchasing things from? Do you think? Oh, he's only Armani. Armani, <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere else. He buys his he buys his frosted flakes at Armani. They're a special section just for him. <laughs> They're like gold leaf, edible gold. I was just for some reason in my head, I thought you were gonna say like loads of hardware stores, like, oh yeah, black and decker and Homebase. like you know, just buying manly things to go home and yeah. build with. I mean he does that too. <laughs> but, but he does it at Armani, they've got a little uh, subsection, they've got power tools. Armani, there you go. And Gucci <laughs> wasn't closed on the day Kennedy Burley was <laughs> Oh Did no, they opened just for him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Key. No further explanations needed. Who's crazy anyway? All that remains oh. is to ask you the missing quote or word from the show that I want you to tell me who said it. Who says the word blanket? Blanket. And I'm going to check that it's the... Yeah, there we go. It's the only time it's used in the show. It's used once in this episode. Blanket. Blanket. This could be anyone. Anyone. Well, at indeed all. Obviously, there's a context you can probably work out when it's said, but who who said it? It could literally be any of them. Oh, I'm really struggling here as a guy. God, um, I'm thinking it's gonna be one of the. It's either the one Doctor Crane, the other Doctor Crane, or the, cane, the Crane with a cane. Crane with um, a cane. Just, I think maybe they refer to Niles wrapping himself in a blanket, or if he's, um, using. He, someone like like using marriage like a blanket to hide himself from pro i don't know um i have no idea so i'm gonna take a complete stab in the dark and say Frasier. it's niles oh! and it's when uh he says why don't you call it a day and get some rest and then niles says do you have a blanket for me and then M- and martin says oh no Niles you've been going through a rough time lately you're not sleeping on any couch you can sleep' in never done bad with that one there you go. So I, was, I knew it was around, the, I thought you might twig that it was around a sleepover situation, but um, a, bit, a bit. it was a tough one. A one word one is very, very tough. So you gave it a good shout there, Kay. Um, Shall we hop over to the mailbag? Yeah, let's do it, yeah. Ross, who's our next caller? Uh, Swampy Par or Swamp Pippa. We never quite know which way it goes. Um, looking forward to listening. I liked last week's episode when you read out news, new people's post at the end. Yeah, we had, had quite a few new people last week, so good stuff. Um, Next, we've got Always Touch Out. Um, looking forward to hearing this one. It makes for great listening when I'm on the train for an hour or two. Oh, nice great. train thank thank you listening. very much. Uh, Mischief Nights for his uh fun bits, but funny play on the title for the view because they've never seen Maris. Um, very, very good, very good. Um, spoiler for one of the trivia questions. So, this is what he was saying. Basically, he was mentioning that Fraser also works on the operetta Browning, uh, for the Brownings. So, yeah, great little uh callback there to um or oh, oh, anticipating something coming in the show there you go look you put very odd camera angle in the kitchen yeah. when fraser's talking to eddie seems like they had to shift everything to the right so eddie could be seen that uh, Corey is absolutely on our wavelength <laughs> this week that's mad um but yes yeah, spot on so really glad someone else had noticed that um yeah great stuff yeah so i'm right thinking uh swan Pipper. um i enjoy your podcast this week guys um, with regards to fainting, when I was younger, around ten, maybe a little younger, I was playing with my friends. I think like cowboys and Indians. Um, anyhow, a friend and I were like arguing about who was sh- who shot the other person first. He ended up kicking him in his groin, and he fainted. Jeez. Um, he woke lying on the ground. Um, wow, that sounds really that's, that's intense. Really bad, yeah, that sounds really intense. intense um with regards to the episode itself um fraser obviously does not worry about performance anxiety uh, he's been with kate and all the people outside didn't put him off very true very true Did that put you off or would that like get you up for it like people going like when you're i remember when we went like swimming and something we had to do like the I don't know, two hundred whatever. Well, they're two laps, mm. um, and you went like six or seven at a time, and you'd be on your way back, and everyone would be chanting your name, and I'd be like, really going for it, like yes, they're calling my name. <laughs> Slight difference <in> between <laughs> swimming a length and maintaining an erection. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, no one's ever chanted my name while I've been doing it. So maybe, <laughs> maybe so, would help. I don't know. We couldn't, we couldn't say for certain, but yeah, Fraser's certainly. uh Certainly keeping keeping his end up in, 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 in particularly <laughs> difficult circumstances. very uh, clear, puts sometimes I can't help a listen to people's conversations, especially when they're interesting. Had two people talking about something interesting involving friends family when I was working in a shop once. They left before they finished. It was getting really interesting too. Now, speaking of revivals, the million-dollar question is, once it finally airs, how will it impact your podcast? Will you include it? Although, really, we'll have to wait to see how many episodes are announced first. Last time I saw Maris, I felt increasingly sympathetic toward Niles in regards to his relationship to Maris. Maris provided him with a home and money, but the love between them wasn't equal. That aside, I got a good laugh at Niles smashing the vases and Daphne doing an Eddie impression. Her face, when Fraser insults her cooking, is golden. Um, Very good question about the Mm. the revival episodes. What were you thinking in this regard, Kay? Have you thought about it? I've not given a great deal of thought. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm Because it still seems... I don't know when there's any plan for it to be aired. I'm assuming they've not started any kind of filming or anything. Yeah, um, it's not going to be this year, is it, that we'll see an episode? I, I don't I don't. I think it'd be a bit weird if we start... Because given, obviously, in terms of the chronology, we've got all the seasons to get through first, then... Well, I think and, we'd have to wait till we'd, we've done the 11 yeah, I seasons. Think it'd be quite weird if we're doing, say, season four... And then the following week, actually, we've jumped forward yeah, so, 20 um, years, and then we're jumping back. I don't know. if I think it would be a bit strange for people. And whilst I've, I want to watch the revival to see what it's like, we've made our feelings clear that we're pretty sceptical. Um, yeah. And this, for me, is a podcast about the 11 the, seasons. The thing I'm concerned about is if I don't like it, I don't want to just be sat here for an hour and a half, just ripping on it, going, but oh, this was bad. This was bad. Yeah, what was that Yeah, like, Yeah, it's tough. Um, um, so, yeah, it's it's a good question from Reckley. Um, uh, one we're, we're still kind of puzzling, puzzling through ourselves, but I think if if it does air, you'll be waiting a while to hear our opinions on it. Um, yeah, I think as we've got another, you know, four years or whatever before yeah. we, we're going to. And I think the it show. depends on how good it is as well. I think if 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 both of us decide we hate it, mm. that might change view about whether we we do put it in or not. I think. That's a good point. That's yeah, I think so. We'll we'll say. But i was going to say, yeah, if it's if it's really really crap, yeah, we might yeah. not do it. I mean, at if all. it's if it's really bad, and if it's just Frasier, there's no Niles, no Daphne, you know. I, I don't know. We'll say. Yeah, I mean, tough. I'm I'm more than happy to do it, but well, I don't want people thinking that's only been like a negative thing. Yeah, we've now, we've probably. kind of built up a, a certain ethos on the podcast, and it'd be a shame to puncture that a little bit. But yeah. Um but so we will see is basically the answer. <laughs> we will, we will. Okay. Um, next up is um is Miss Darek, I think. Yeah, it's um a tough one to say there. Uh, hey guys, after fin- finishing Friends for the sixth billionth time a few months back, I decided to give Seinfeld a go, and it's now one of my favorite shows. That's interesting point because I've always felt like I should really give Seinfeld a proper. I've watched I've seen a few episodes here and there. I feel I should give it a proper go. And really... I've seen up to like season five and it's a show I enjoy, but I've never kind of like took that plunge where I'm like binging it, um, yeah. which I need to do. Um, then finished that and was devastated, but thought why not give Frasier a go? Best decision ever. Even better is I discovered this podcast with hosts who not only love Frasier, but make constant references to The Simpsons, <laughs> a show I'm obsessed with to no end. Might actually be been a slightly unhealthy obsession at this point, but we'll say nothing. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I'm all caught up with the podcast now and have to a, wait a week to get my fix from now on like some chump. Thanks for the great podcast, guys. Can't wait to hear the next one. Awesome. There's That's plenty great. of Simpsons in this episode, actually. For uh, This is a pretty Simpsons-heavy reference to this podcast. I mean, you um, can relate The Simpsons to anything. You can. Anything at all i also just find it extremely impressive that people catch up to this podcast so fast so presumably they can, they've only just discovered this in like the last few months um so that's just they really must like it so thank you so much to get you know to get these 60 something episodes like that's 60 hours of content you know i, I i'm rubbish with keeping on top of the podcast i listen to and i'm like i'll listen to an episode here and there um you know i'm lucky if i listen to one a week of something um, yeah. And even then, I, I usually do this is like half an episode, and I have to come back to it again the following week. Oh yeah, week or same like especially that, if so. they're like the length of hours are, which is why I was always a bit dubious about going over the hour mark with us, because I was like, are people gonna stick around for that whole hour? But you know, it's it's great, great to see. So thank you very much, Cam Winston. I have to say, as a fellow non Kate Costas fan, the way you guys are reviewing her episodes are fantastic. Her character is a little annoying, but I guess that is the point. Yes, I don't think she's a good match for Doctor Crane though. But your reviews are making great listening, so top marks anyway some other stuff I've only fainted once or twice in my whole life myself I vividly remember one where I was watching TV when I was about 14 or 15 and stood up to get something then all I remember is a thud and waking up on the ground the last time I saw Maris is one of my all time favourite lines of the entire series let's see if you can figure out which one it is hint is hint is Frasier says it also in this episode there's a well dressed Asian gentleman in the line of staff when Nars is saying his, good, his, uh, his goodbyes could that be the famous Yoshi? So there you go. That was Cam Winston's point there. What do we think his favorite line I is? Know, I... I think it might be the Lilith one. I thought it was the credibility one. Yeah, mm. and that, that would be my. That's my favorite Fraser line from this episode. Is well, I've lost all credibility. That, I know um, he likes Lilith. Um, I know uh, Hamish likes Lilith, like we do. Um, I'm gonna. That's gonna be our guess. I think. Um, so yeah, let us know. I'm struggling oh, to think of another Frasier line that really jumps out with me from this episode. Yeah. he doesn't have that many like funny lines. It's just a lot of like advice and, you yeah. know, consoling Niles. Unless something like a pinky needs a ring no more than a neck needs a medallion, something mm. like that. But I don't think that's, I wouldn't say that's, I don't think that'd be one of his all time favorite lines. I think things. it's the credibility line. Yeah. I think it's too good. Um, yeah. So that's what we're going to say. So, uh, let us know, hey Mish, let us know. Um that think, is Is that it for Trivia Mail, I think. I think yeah. it is. That is everything from Listener Mail. So thank you, everyone who got in touch this week. Um, next time we will be getting back together for season three, episode nine. The last uh Frasier Grinch, Frasier Grinch, um, which is a Christmas so episode in we're the middle. We're, li- we're doing it Easter. Oh, yeah, we're doing it Easter. So kind of, kind of linked, you know. Is there's it? both no. Christian holidays. <laughs> <But it's not. laughs> both to do with, you know. Jesus. <laughs> so uh, we'll be back together next week to do that. I mean, I love Christmas anything, to be honest, and I'm quite content doing Christmas stuff out out of season. I don't know how you feel about it. Are you a bit weirded out? It feels weird to me, yeah, because mm. it feels like, okay, I should be putting a tree up and, oh, I'm going to have time off for Christmas soon or something like that. But um, it's a good episode. Okay, episode. Um, I'm trying and... to think, like, law of averages, whether we will get if we continue to do one a week. Whether we will land on a Christmas episode or in December. Um, it's tough. I mean, the the maths that would be needed to work that out is not something it's, I'm prepared to do. At this I think point. we're gonna get the next Christmas episode. Is there oh well, we said earlier, I think there's not a Christmas episode in season four, is there? No, and then season five, do we say there was one in five? Um let me look. Um season four. yeah no, there's definitely uh, not Perspectives one on Christmas this season. Perspectives five. on Christmas, yeah. So hmm. Some another 24 oh yeah there's way there's way too much to work out here but anyone wants to give it a go let us know um <laughs> don't, don't waste your time but you know it's in <laughs> time to you um but yeah that's that's everything i think so uh, i've been i've been will i've been key thank you very much for listening to we're listening hey baby i hear the blues are calling Toss salads and scrambled eggs oh man and maybe i seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. Ha, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.